1: Hello and welcome back to the Rebels Podcast. This is our seventh episode or episode seven. Not that episode seven. Whoa, episode seven? (laughs) Our seventh episode of season one for the Star Wars Rebels episode, Empire Day. Uh, I am one of your hosts, Michael Cohen, and with me, as always, my faithful co pilot,
0: Matt the Crankster Cranky. Hey! It's Empire Day here, Mike, at the Rebels podcast, and it's Empire wow. Day, Empire
1: Day, which aired on Wookiee Life Day.
0: The, uh, in fact, the, I yeah. think it
1: was like the thirty-sixth anniversary of the of Star Wookie Wars Day? holiday special. Oh, wow! Uh, uh, yesterday, so wow.
0: This uh, one, this episode was a little better than the uh, Christmas episode. Uh, yeah, <laughs> just, just a tad. Just a just a little <laughs> tiny bit better than the holiday special. Oh uh, man, yeah, yeah. One of my
1: favorite episodes of the season so far.
0: Yeah, and it leaves us on a on a crazy uh crazy cliffhanger that uh we haven't seen i uh, yeah you know i totally
1: unexpected right like oh I yeah know, i don't know how you definitely. felt but yeah. when that to be continued
0: came up yeah. i turned to to my wife and was like, wife, what? Was like yeah. what no <laughs> Check the clock what is it what's going on here yeah this yeah.
1: story was just getting going come on yeah yeah
0: uh, yeah no
1: i i, I was uh, i was pretty floored by that so
0: yeah. Well, we'll get into that. We'll definitely get into that. Yeah. And uh, But before we do that, just a couple items of news.
1: A small rebel force has penetrated the shield. You are part of the Rebel Alliance and a
0: traitor. Several transmissions were beamed to the ship by rebel spies. Rebel base, yeah, right. you rebel scum. So Mike, talking about rebels, Um, there's a lot of talk been going around lately about Fulcrum and just who is he, what's going on, and and, and there's a lot of websites and podcasts talking about it. And uh, we'll just talk about it briefly here. I think one thing that stands out and and it kind of stood out to me, I didn't even recognize it um, until I saw this post, that a lot of people are pointing towards the last episode. Uh, Mike, and there was one point in the episode where um, it was, I think it was uh, Hera, she, she goes, hey, um, Sabine, you're talking about the crates, right? She actually yeah. grabbed a crate and she goes, this one's mine, or she kind of wanted to take this one. And they did a a pan on this particular crate, and they kind of they put the camera on it for a, a second or two, just to kind of like, oh, that's kind of odd. Like, they wanted you to see this crate for whatever reason. And it could have been just coincidence, but... There was a particular marking on this crate that people are saying matches the markings of ahsoka now it's not a full match of of her of her face uh, markings mm. like she has the two dots and then the the stripe that goes down the center with a little triangle and then like sure. it goes around the yeah. eyebrows or whatever but the the part on this crate was the the lines that come down and then the triangle and then the lines that finish down so I don't know it's it's close it, it's definitely something where you look at it and go this is a little intriguing you know was that a little Easter mm-hmm. egg was it a little clue? I don't yeah. know that's something that hopefully we'll find out one of these days on the rebels is is who is fulcrum and there was actually another website my who actually like they they tweaked it with the audio and and they made it sound like it, it could have been maybe a female that was disguising your voice but I don't know uh hmm. what do you think does this at all convince you that uh, it could be Ahsoka because they also mentioned about how, you know, Kanan was fourteen when uh, Order sixty six went down. Ahsoka was roughly seventeen, so she could have seen him around the Jedi Temple now and again. Yeah, uh, but I don't know. What do you think?
1: Uh, did that convince I think you at that all I, that,
0: that markings? Did it convince you at
1: all or anything? I it, it's an interesting that's an interesting uh, theory. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I. I think that there's a little bit of there's a little bit of credence to that. Yeah, Yeah. yeah, like it it, that that could be possible. I could see them doing that. Um, Dave Filoni has uh, said in the past that that uh, he will be bringing back characters from the Clone Wars, but I mean, who knows? That may have been in reference because that was before the series started that may have been in reference to 3PO and R2 or, or even Bail Organa. <clears throat> um, but, I, mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, to have, to have Ahsoka be Fulcrum, uh, it, that, it's very interesting. Um, the, the, the IMDB, uh, uh, page for Out of Darkness still doesn't have a voice actor for Fulcrum. So, uh, so who knows, who knows? Maybe they're trying to keep that a secret. Maybe yeah. they're, yeah, maybe IMDB is out of date I uh, I don't know
0: hmm. yeah yeah this is another another one of those things I mean it's just uh, Star Wars can be a little cryptic sometimes and they can kind of have these easter eggs so you never know it'd be kind of neat to see that but mm-hmm. but we'll see I mean everybody would love to see Ahsoka appear in this series in one form or another I'm sure Absolutely, most people would agree yeah. that so uh, let's see what else is going on oh um we were just talking earlier about it looks like next week is going to be either a mid-season finale or, or just looks like we're taking a break because we have no clue of anything else that's after yeah. next week's episode. So you had some theories on You that. know,
1: I think I think you, you hit the nail on the head. It's, I do think it's a mid-season finale. Um, mm-hmm. uh, I saw a tweet earlier today saying that uh, next week's episode would be the final episode before a, a break until January 5th. Now, I wasn't sure if that meant next week they will uh, put out the next episode on Disney XD or watchdisneyxd.com or whatever, or if they meant that Gathering Forces airing next week would be the end of, of, of Rebels for uh, for 2014. Um, I'm leaning towards that because obviously with, with uh, Empire Day, as we're going to talk about later, being essentially a two-parter, uh, ending on that cliffhanger of "To Be Continued," uh leading into gathering forces. I I do think that that's going to be our our mid season finale, and that that mm-hmm. will then pick back up in January with uh, with new episodes.
0: Yeah. that Well, and that would put us at right. Like next week would put us right at uh halfway point too. Yes. Yeah. So it that, that definitely makes a lot of sense. So, but you don't think it's coming back till January, huh?
1: that's hmm. what the tweet that i that i read oh, okay. uh-huh. uh had hmm. said so okay I, I don't know where that information was coming from yeah uh, i don't actually even recall who who <laughs> tweeted it um yeah it, it, I, I follow so many people on twitter yeah. and i kind of yeah. i kind of just noticed it while i was flipping through my phone at work so yeah. i didn't have time to track down those details um but it sound that sounds about right to me so
0: yeah no definitely i think i think that's a uh, good way to to kind of break it up. I mean, uh, a lot of shows do that. They they go about halfway. Uh, one of the most popular ones, Walking Dead, kind of does the same thing. They they get you through your eight episodes and yeah. take a long break through the winter. Uh, well, you know, and then if we if we come
1: back on the fifth, <clears throat> I that's a Sunday, so maybe they meant the sixth. Uh, then we've got let's see, one, two, three, four five six seven eight episodes because that's what that's what we're looking at right we'd, we'd be looking at eight more episodes mm-hmm. would bring us through to the end of february and and then the season would be done which just about matches up to what i was saying uh there might be one more break in there right And like maybe yeah. they'll break up the the back the back stretch uh with with another, you know, one or two week break, mm-hmm. um, just to let the episodes go for a little while longer, right. but I, uh, but that basically leaves us about two months out from Star Wars celebrations. So, yeah, and, uh, I don't know. Ooh. That sounds about right to me. Yeah,
0: it does. It does. Yeah, there you go. Put it in stone. You got it. <laughs> All right, man. Let's. Are uh, you ready to uh, hit this recap? Yeah, let's do it. Jedi Master, Luminara and Julie. He's been imprisoned somewhere in the Stygian system. We can't pass this up. Use the Force! Ezra, your formal Jedi training starts tomorrow. I am the Inquisitor. Chopper, get us out of here! This is the Padawan I encountered on Stygian Prime. Have no fear. Help is on the way. There's a lot
1: more at stake than you realize.
0: Hold it off.
1: Was there ever any doubt? Yes.
0: All right. Let's jump off with Empire Day here, Mike. Uh, Let's see here. Kanan and Ezra train on the plains of Lothal while the rest of the crew visits a nearby small town. Kanan tries to teach Ezra to open himself to the Force and connect with other beings. But Ezra's unsuccessful attempt results in him being attacked by a small, wild Lothal cat. Well, both cat. Ezra blames his uh, foul mood and lack of concentration on the fact that today is Empire Day, a 15-year anniversary of the day the Galactic Empire rose to power. Just then three TIE fighters fly overhead and Kanan worries that trouble is imminent. So, Mike, we open up on Lothal and another training session between Kanan and Ezra, and it looks like this time Kanan is a little more confident in, in what he's doing and what he's teaching, at least in this particular uh, this particular style or form or whatever he's you know he's trying to teach Ezra how to connect with this uh, cat or whatever so um, mm. and trying to connect with another being which is uh and he's actually explaining why it's important to be able to do that to to connect with another life form uh, obviously it it helps in in calming and maybe in the force persuasion or whatever else so he's he's kind of showing them how to do that but Ezra's showing a little bit of uh, a little frustration there, a little anger. So, Kanan's got to kind of reel him in a little bit. So, uh, this first scene, Mike, we go back to to train uh, Kanan and the, the training sessions, because I tend to tend to enjoy these things. What do you think of this?
1: Uh, yeah, it's it's nice to get to get these sort of like little pieces of Jedi wisdom and Jedi training moments. Yeah. Um, a
0: little more confident too.
1: Yeah, yeah, I, I, I enjoy. I enjoy these snippets that we get because uh, there's not a lot in in, in Rebels uh, when it comes to this sort of thing. But it, it always feels, to me, very reminiscent of the Obi-Wan-Luke
0: mm-hmm.
1: conversations, right? Right. Um, uh, with Ezra maybe being a little bit more... I don't know if I would say reluctant. He's just a little bit more... Hard headed, <laughs> then Luke. Luke yeah. was a little bit more open to to what Obi Wan had to say, right? He was a little bit more naive, I guess. Yeah.
0: Kanan's um, at well, oh, that's a good point you bring up because Kanan or uh, Ezra is at a point where, like, you know, when Anakin did it, he was around eight, so he's a kid. And you can kind of. You can kind of deal with that, and Luke, mm-hmm. he was a lot older. And he was able to process yeah. it and go, "Yeah, well, you got a, you got basically a teenager here," and we all know how, how teenagers are.
1: <laughs> and, Some of us better than well, us, yeah, right? exactly. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, so I, I think that's a great point you bring up. That he's, a, he's just a little more stubborn and, yeah, and he's just gonna complain about things a little more. So, um but yeah, I no, definitely agree about that.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, as we discover in this episode, he's uh, he's 15 years old, right? Yeah, like, yeah, 15. We. We lock that down, so...
0: Yep.
1: Yeah, definitely. Cool. Uh, I will continue here. Uh, <clears throat> see, Kanan and Ezra follow the ties into town. The fighters land outside a cantina, and the pilots search the bar for a fugitive Rodian named Sibo, who happens to be someone from Ezra's past. The Imperials don't find their quarry, but they force the Authorian bartender to play a holonet propaganda broadcast celebrating Empire Day. However, the broadcast is interrupted by a message from exiled Imperial Senator Gall Travis, who urges citizens to boycott the Empire Day festivities. The angered pilots leave, and the bartender tells the Ghost crew that the Imperials have locked down and blockaded Lothal in their search for SIBO. Kanan turns his attention to the crew's plan for sabotaging Empire Day, but Ezra is still feeling down and wants to sit this one out.
0: Now, uh, first of all, I noticed in this particular scene, um, very reminiscent of the Cantina scene in A New Hope. Even the way yeah. even the way Zeb and Sabine were kind of sitting there, it kind of reminded me of, of Chewie and Han. Yeah. Uh, but uh, definitely... And then, so the pilots are searching for this Rodian. And what's also crazy about this is they have a full blockade going on this planet. I mean... That shows you how important at, at this stage of the show. I'm thinking, wow, whoever this dude is, he must have some really important stuff because they got a full planetary blockade in this. I mean, no yeah. one's getting off this planet. They got a full search for this thing. So whatever he's hiding, whatever he has, it is very important. And we do find out what's going on. And it's pretty. It's a. It's a pretty big reveal and a pretty, <laughs> definitely a lot of information. So. Uh, but yeah, I know. it's, it like I said, just reminiscent of uh, of the the Cantina scene. So important stuff, though, Mike. Uh, did you have any idea of what was going on? I mean, obviously, he's he's got a lot of information. Whoever this guy is, right? This Rodian, is that what you? Uh,
1: know? Yeah, yeah. No, I I mean a little bit from the clip, right? Mm-hmm. That 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 he was uh, working for the. Well, not necessarily working for the empire, but enslaved to the empire, right? Basically, yeah. um. So yeah, I. But it's it. This is a this is a very interesting plot, and some interesting stuff comes up in this episode. Oh yeah,
0: so. here it comes. uh Ezra returns to his abandoned tower, wondering what the Imperials could possibly want with Sibo. He retrieves an old key card from among his belongings. Through the Force, Ezra hears. The voices of his mother and father calling out to him and urging him to stand up for those in need. Suddenly, he realizes he knows exactly where SIBO is. Why are they looking for SIBO? Ezra. Mom? Especially those in trouble with the Empire. SIBO. I know where he is. Okay, Mike, I have to ask you about this. Um, obviously, we got to hear D. Bradley Baker in his normal voice, voicing yes. the character of Ephraim. I think it's Ephraim Bridger. Now, I watched this a, f- a few times now, and the first time I watched it, I did think, as is written here, that he was hearing his parents through the Force. And then I thought, after the second or third time, I go, wait a minute. Is he really hearing it through the force, or is he just is he just thinking about it and we're getting the the voiceover as he's thinking? You know what I mean? Or, or is it the force? What is it? What do you think? Uh, you know, I think it's
1: I uh, I think it's vague. Yeah, it definitely is, isn't it? Vague. Yeah, I think and that's, it is. Uh, that 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 feels to me like a uh, like a surefire uh, uh, Dave Filoni trick <laughs> right there, where yeah. he's. Not necessarily trick, but but it's sort of one of his signature moves. Um, it's unclear. It's unclear it whether or not that is happening in real time, or whether or not those are remembered things that they said. So,
0: well, you know what he um, does. You know what he does, Mike, is he he closes his eyes. And I'm thinking, okay, he's he's focusing in the force, and he hears his mother. And then mm-hmm. when his father talks, his eyes are open. If I remember correctly, so I'm thinking, wait yeah. a minute maybe he's just maybe he's just remembering what his dad and mother told him yeah. and we're, we're kind of getting we're kind of hearing it for ourselves so i don't know like you said this is really vague i don't know
1: yeah and the the problem being that that uh we know we know who uh is voicing his father now but i don't know are you, are you able to place the voice of his mother
0: I, I did not know did you have a clue of anything? No okay. see like
1: I don't uh, I, I haven't been able to, to really I've, I've listened to it a couple of times mm-hmm. tried to figure it out um, just bringing up the the IMDB Let's see if we can find it uh, t- t- We've definitely got uh, D as as Ephraim Bridger mm-hmm. but uh, oh no uh, Kath Susie. Hmm. who I don't know sounds like
0: a new name to me
1: played anybody else from uh,
0: from the Clone Wars Wars. no I don't uh, I don't recognize the name from the Clone Wars No, you
1: know I recognize the name but from a lot of other stuff yeah she was in the Clone Wars she was the voice of Mon Mothma oh wow um, okay in in those couple of episodes Hmm. Uh, let's see and the voice of a character named Jack and she was also Mina Bonteri oh
0: Uh, can be Montano, but no, Bonteri. Hmm.
1: Yeah, well, that definitely uh, has a connection to, uh, to a, a character that we've been talking about already this episode. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, hmm. th- this this sort of dashes my my uh, my prediction or my my suspicion that maybe maybe uh, his parents are uh, are. Uh, one of them, at least, is Quinlan Vos, but hmm. uh, just because of the physical similarities, mm-hmm. um, right? But I do, I still lean towards the idea that his parents are Jedi, that that his parents are, then that's why they've been taken. Um, that's right. where they've yeah. gone, basically, mm-hmm. right?
0: Right. So, yeah, no, I, I feel the same way. I, <clears throat> I, I know the recap we talked. It says the Force, but yeah, it's definitely one of those things where. Like you said, maybe Filoni's trying to trick us a little bit, but mm-hmm. I'm, I'm sure we'll find... Because, you know, obviously we're going to find out something, hopefully, in this next episode. I mean, it ends with this crazy uh, cliffhanger, so we'll get there. Uh, that night, the citizens of Lothal lined in the streets of the capital city for the annual Empire, Parade, uh, Empire Day Parade. Troopers and armored walkers marched through the streets, rousing music plays, and Minister Meketh Tua reveals a new prototype, a Thai Advanced Starfighter which Kanan and company have every intention of destroying. Zeb hurls Sabine's explosives high into the air and they explode into colorful fireworks. The display distracts the Imperials, allowing Kanan to slip past them and plant explosives under a new starfighter. A strong trooper spots him sneaking away, but Ezra shows up just in time to help Kanan pass for a patriotic reveler who simply took a wrong turn. I thought that was kind of funny. put a little... Uh, uh, you know, Kanan gets caught, and he's a, has to act like this crazy mm-hmm. buffoon—a kind of little uh, funny moment there. But we get the the reveal, Mike, of the ava- tie advance. I mean, this sick-looking ship right there, man. Yes. Whoa. Especially
1: when we see later that, that yeah. things fold and everything. Yeah.
0: Oh. Yeah, I love oh. that. Yeah, so, definitely. That was a great scene. Yeah. yeah. And they got their star pilot apparently. That's gonna. That's gonna yeah. pilot the thing. But now we want to see the Inquisitor and that damn thing, so we'll, we'll see that a little bit later on. Go ahead, Mike. Uh, Kanan's bombs detonate,
1: and the shiny new TIE Advanced explodes in a burst of colorful sparks, throwing the Imperials into a frenzy. The Inquisitor and Agent Callus arrive on the scene and lead a manhunt for the rebels responsible for the attack. Hera can't land the ghost and pick up the rest of the crew because the streets are blocked but Ezra says he has a place where they can lie low for the time being. Zeb carries on alone to rendezvous with Hera, while Ezra leads Canaan and Sabine to his childhood home.
0: They enter the long abandoned house and Ezra finds Seba hiding in the darkness. The Rhodian behaves strangely and has a cybernetic device implanted on the back of his head. Ezra tells his companions that Seba was a friend of his parents and that he had become he had became an imperial data worker after the Empire took Ezra, Ezra's parents away. Ezra hasn't seen or heard from his parents since, and assumes they are probably dead. Kanan realizes that Sibo must have secrets that the Empire doesn't want getting out, and Sabine attempts to access Cebo's data databanks. Ezra leaves the room, once more upset by painful memories, and Sibo tells Kanan and Sabine that today, the 15th anniversary of the Empire is also Ezra's 15th birthday. Ezra rejoins the team after finding an old disc downstairs that belonged to his parents. Sabine has managed to access Sibo's memory, and the Rodian's implant now projects holographic images of Imperial plans and schematics. From the data, Sabine gathers that the Empire has a massive five-year plan in place, that involves Lothal and the rest of the entire Outer Rim. Deeming the secrets uh, in Siwa's head too valuable to let slip away, Kanan devises a plan to smuggle him off Lothal.
1: Ezra Bridger, son of Ephraim and Nera Bridger, born 15 years ago today. Empire Day, it's Ezra's birthday. risk you Bridgers take? Zeebo say you must think of your son. He's all we think about. We're teaching Ezra to stand up for people in need.
0: We're fighting for our son's freedom.
1: Sibo, not fight battle, Sebo no cannot be won. Neither should Bridgers. You'll want to see this. <gasps> What's with the old disc? My folks used to do underground broadcast from here speaking out against the Empire. It's probably just one of them. Imperial specs on the new TIEs and new T-8 Disruptors, schedules of troop movements, tactics and strategies. Half of it's encrypted, but it looks like there's a five-year plan for Lothal. And every other world in the Outer Rim. No wonder his brain's shorting out. All that data'd overload anyone. The secrets in his head
0: must be damaging to the Empire. We'll need to smuggle him off Lothal.
1: Gotta smuggle him out of town first. You know the only reason the Imperials haven't caught him yet is because their forces were occupied with Empire Day. But the day's almost done.
0: (sighs) Okay, Mike, there's a lot of stuff going on in this particular uh, scene here, Uh, a lot of reveals here. Of course, we do find out that uh, Ezra was born on Empire Day, which is uh, 15 years ago. So like you said, we do have a definite answer on, on his birthday and how old he is. But uh, some other things here, too, is... Um,
1: Empire Day... Sorry, are you about to say Empire Day being the day that the Jedi were wiped out? Yeah. Yeah, I, so... Yeah.
0: yeah. So th- this kind of comes into this, um, like you were saying about Ezra's parents maybe being um, some, some type of Jedi. Because here also, the, he talks about their parents used to do underbra- underground broadcasts uh, mm-hmm. against the Empire down in that well that uh, Siebel was hiding in. Uh, And then also another thing that was huge in this was this five-year plan that they found in Sibo's head. I mean, they've they've really jacked this 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 dude up. I mean, he's he's just crazy now with this thing and planning on his head. But I mean, look at the stuff they have in those blueprints, Mike. They had uh, you know they had uh, Imperial shuttles, they had tie bombers, they had the Tideriums or the you know Tiderium shuttle. They had AT-ATs all in this schematic and this five-year plan that's going to lead us right into. A new hope and the death star so i, I almost thought we were going to see a death star on that thing yeah right i was just waiting for that next slide to be oh there it is you know it, it, they didn't show it but uh definitely pointing to yeah the big the big uh push on on the rebels and a new hope but they had tons of stuff going on here mike what'd you think of this
1: yeah the five-year plan definitely is pointing towards uh, uh, the Death Star, mm-hmm. as uh, we kind of talked about last week and the week before, with the, uh, with the uh, the the Kyber crystal, right? Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, that I, I think that this show has a five year plan, mm. five seasons, and that five year plan is interesting. Is is in regards to, the Death Star, mm-hmm. um, and we'll 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 see. I. I I don't know, I, I don't remember if I said it on the podcast or not but I think what we're going to find out is that this group of rebels they're the ones who found the plans they're the ones who who uncovered the secret of the Death Star and 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 stole the plans and got them to Princess Leia cuz we don't know where they came from right but that we have uh, EU versions of that story that have been told but since those EU versions are not canon anymore, they can go back and retell that story and, and put these characters in that position to uh, mm-hmm. to find out, you know, uh, uh, how to blow up a Death Star, right? So right. I, I think that that's where it's leading. I think that that's what, what this episode and that revelation points to is that our characters on Rebels are going to be the ones to discover uh, uh the death star and mm-hmm. uh, and and uncover the plans and get them to princess leia
0: right so i know we had talked about the clone wars would it ever finish or would it ever go past um some of the events of yeah. episode 3 uh fortunately due to disney i think we lost some of that maybe or that potential but with this series um yeah it's It just seems like that's just the natural, that's the way to go. That's the way to do this series.
1: And, and you know, I'm not necessarily saying that it's a five-year plan and then the series is done, Mm -hmm. but I think that that's as far as they are planning at the moment. Mm -hmm. Um, I I would say, because I think that planning for a five-season run is a pretty ambitious thing to do. I think when it's Star Wars and you're coming off of the Clone Wars, which had its, uh, you know, six-ish season run, Mm-hmm. Um, I I think you can have the confidence of being able to say, no, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna make this thing happen, right? <laughs> yeah. uh, especially right. when you have several of your own networks with which to air it on. It's not like, it's not like Rebels has to worry about being picked up, mm-hmm. right? Uh, right? Yeah, <laughs> it's no. pretty guaranteed. So,
0: <laughs> yeah, and and they just like I said, they mentioned uh, how the Empire is the one that took Ezra's parents. I mean a couple episodes ago uh we questioned what yeah. was going on with his parents because his friend um I'm drawing a blank on his friend that was uh uh I can't remember his name but his friend obviously knew uh Ezra's parents so
1: uh Zer Zer Leon oh no sorry uh, a few episodes ago yeah his his yeah. friend
0: that he met at the at the market or whatever but um so maybe I don't know well, Hopefully this next week we'll get some kind of... Maybe hopefully a few answers to what's going on. Um, go ahead, Mike. You yeah, Continue.
1: Uh, <clears throat> outside, Kanan and Sabine hijack an Imperial troop transport, and Ezra helps his clumsy, babbling friend climb aboard. Sabine pilots the craft through the streets and barrels right through a blockade that Commandant Oresco and his troops have set up at the city's exit. Agent Callus pursues the rebels in another transport flanked by additional troops on speeder bikes. He requests assistance from the Inquisitor who takes off in his own personal tie advanced.
0: Callus and his troops board the stolen transport but Cannon is able to fight them off with assistance from Hera and Zeb flying overhead in the Ghost. With the Inquisitor and a squadron of TIE fighters closing fast, Hera has no time to land and the rebels are forced to board the Ghost on the fly. They all make it onto the ship safely but Callus informs the Inquisitor that the fugitive Sibo is on board the rebel ship, and that was a great, uh, you know, just seeing Callus. I mean, I, I kind of like this character too. I mean, he's he's got a little bit more than your average, obviously your average stormtrooper or, or in, you know ISB agent. Mm-hmm. Um, he's very talented. He's he's very um, skilled, and he's able to kind of go a little bit with with Kanan there, and. And we all knew when he got thrown off the side there that he wasn't gone. You know, even my son—he's—you oh, yeah. know—he was watching, and going, "Yeah, he's right on the back there yeah, watching." Sure enough, he was. So, uh, but yeah, I definitely love Callus and, and uh, especially his voice too. So, uh, Mike, you want yeah. to finish it up and we'll talk about uh, yeah. Zen here?
1: Yeah, sure. I, I just have to say, Callus is a bit of a cockroach. I think he's gonna be—he's gonna be different. <laughs> never gonna to stamp him
0: out, huh? Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> uh, Hera pilots the ghost out of Lothal's atmosphere with the Imperial fighters in hot pursuit. Chopper shoots back at the ties from the tail gunner position until a barrage of laser fire from the Inquisitor rocks the ship and incapacitates the brave little droid. The turbulence knocks Ezra off his feet, causing him to bang heads with Sibo. The dazed Rodian suddenly comes to his senses and begins speaking urgently to Ezra and Hattie's. Sabine, Sabine translates and says that Sebo knows what really happened to Ezra's parents. Palace the Inquisitor. The Rodian seaboat is confirmed aboard the rebel vessel. Acknowledged. Ties. Super tank formation. Fire at will.
0: I need my gunner. Shields won't hold long under this barrage. Almost there! <laughs>
1: Came from behind. Is that Scrappy even paying attention? I have to man the nose guns. I'm coming with. <laughs> Ezra. Ezra Bridger. On the inside you. Yeah, Sibo, it's me. But now's not the best time for a reunion. the woman will father my. what's he saying he says he says he knows what happened to your parents
0: Woo, man i can tell you what i love when they do this man this the dog fighting man that was just great seeing inquisitor lead the charge of this ties and his tie advance uh and just some classic you know star wars good old-fashioned star mm-hmm. wars dog fighting man good stuff man and then of course we get the major uh not major but pretty good cliffhanger here where um we're gonna find out that Sibo knows what happens to the parents so hopefully this next week we will find out but uh man i was just like you like we talked about earlier we just get into this right i'm like all right man we're getting some dog fighting here we go and then to be continued. I did the same thing. I looked around like, "Wait, what time is it? What what it just yeah. kind of sucked you in and and it hit yeah, you with well, that to be continued." Oh. With that
1: reveal right at the end, I mean, it's just that's not fair.
0: Yeah, right. it's so mean.
1: but it's a it's a great cliffhanger ending of, yeah. of um maybe we're going to find out sooner rather than later what happened to Ezra's parents. Maybe that's yeah. going to be Uh, a little bit more of next episode or i or possibly um this season right maybe that'll sort of be Mm -hmm. be the end of the season so yeah you Um, never know you
0: can see Filoni throwing a a curve and like they they end with that and then something could happen and we don't even get to it but yeah oh Uh,
1: and this is this is why um when i say that that i like Rebels more than Clone Wars. Mm-hmm. This is the reason why. Because with the Clone Wars, as much as we got great, great episodes of of a Star Wars animated series, uh, it was definitely pointing towards uh, 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 Revenge of the Sith. Right, mm-hmm. like it, right. we were always kind of moving towards the end of the Clone Wars, <clears throat> and we knew where that went. We knew. We knew which characters were going to survive. We knew which characters were likely to die. Um, and and that... I don't know, that always sort of... It always sort of just felt like we were connecting the dots between Episode 2 and Episode 3, right? But with Rebels, these characters are completely new. Uh, we're becoming very invested in them, and mm-hmm. it's telling a story about those characters. So we have these great narrative... Elements to look forward to. Right. Um, how how did uh, did Hera come to be you know the pilot of the ghost? Like where did she get the ship right? Where 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 did she start on this journey? What happened to her? Um, how how did they end up picking up Sabine right? Because we've heard a little bit of that story. Uh, we've heard a lot of of uh, uh, Zeb's backstory, but. Uh, and we're gonna get a lot more of Kanan's in in the comics as, as well as what we already have from uh, from a new dawn right and and most importantly I think we're we're discovering Ezra's mm-hmm. story his background so right. um, that's why I love this show that's why I, I I'm enjoying it on a story level more than, more than i enjoyed the clone wars not to say that i didn't enjoy the clone wars obviously right, i loved no. it but they they the connection with the characters what we wanted i think from the clone wars we are getting from star wars rebels mm-hmm. uh where we wanted the twilight to be like the millennium falcon the ghost is absolutely like the millennium falcon right and uh and where we wanted maybe a little bit more continuity and we definitely started getting that towards the end of the clone wars um it's it, each episode kind of plays into the next episode on, on rebels right so mm-hmm. uh, these are the reasons why why i'm in love with this show and i can't wait for more right?
0: yeah well it seems like they learned um obviously dave and and a lot of team is back in this and, and maybe they learned yeah some things from the clone wars and uh we're starting to see that now in rebels and i just have to say too like you know just little things like in this is the very end here uh sebo he's he's Talking in Huttese, but and that's what I like. I mean, they—they're not making him. Um, they're not compromising, like they did with uh, with Bosk. You know, they yeah. had him speak English. I mean, I know that's kind of like a nitpicky thing. It is. I mean, it's not that no, big a deal, I, but for I, me, it is. You know, it's kind of like it really yeah. keeps you in the moment and like, oh, okay. Uh, it just for me it does. Um, but yeah,
1: that always bugged me as well. Yeah,
0: um, I liked the element of the
1: Ithorian the authorian bartender who mm-hmm. he yeah. in this episode, he was wearing a, a, a translator device because authorians can't speak basic. Right. Right. It just physiologically they're there. They don't have mouths uh, that are shaped to do it. So right. he's got this great collar that was translating. If, if you noticed. Um, so I, I liked yeah. that element. I liked that he was speaking authorian, but that it was being translated into English into basic. Mm-hmm. For us, right? Um, right, which is a little bit more in keeping with Star Wars, like a, like you said, Bosk speaking English is is bothersome. Right. Uh, it it's always annoyed me a little bit that Bosk was speaking English. Right.
0: But yeah, no, just uh, yeah, just a really solid episode, and uh man, it kept you like especially on the very end there. I was on my seat mm-hmm. and then kind of yanks the carpet right underneath you as you're just. Getting getting into it, so good job from uh, from the, cr- uh, the crew of of uh, rebels on on doing that and uh, and yeah. like I said, just a solid episode. So uh, let's talk about uh, emails and stuff, Mike, or Facebook notifications uh, over on our uh, st- uh, frontlines rebels and the saga continues page. Uh, there are they are talking about Fulcrum again. I, I it's a a topic that um, I guess you know like i said the our our people on facebook they just want to talk about it. and walter Seawoods, he's kind of started out and he says so uh spoilers did fulcrum try to off hera and sabine surely he must have known that the pickup spot was dangerous and didn't warn them so here's another here's walter who's going the other way thinking that and i kind of mentioned that too last week about it was kind of odd that fulcrum kind of led him into a dangerous spot um, I, I know they needed to get that uh, cargo. Maybe he thought that they were mm-hmm. going to be able to handle the, the Fear knocks But uh, Walter has the same type of uh, sentiment. Like It was kind of odd that he sent him in there. Like uh, This is a dangerous spot. And then yeah. Kyle, Kyle, of course, who writes our recaps. Shout out to Kyle Avery. Um, Saga continues. Check it out. He says, possibly it's also um, possible, although highly unlikely, because I'm assuming we'll see the character eventually, but the reason Fulcrum wasn't there is because he got eaten while waiting for them. So he, Kyle's saying that uh, he was actually there and he got uh, taken out by the Firinox uh, before yeah. they arrived. Definite possibility. And then Justin finishes up. Justin Warbar says, I was trying to figure that out too. He definitely wasn't happy about Sabine tagging along. And that's between, that was the conversation that they had before they landed yeah uh fulcrum was kind of like hey wait a minute why you uh who's this other person and what does she have to do with it so uh definitely mike fulcrum is one of those characters that we've got two lines from but he's (laughs) kind of polarizing now because everybody wants to know who the heck is this dude you know well
1: we've actually we've also got an email here uh along the same lines and this is from uh, mark uh matt sorry matt marks okay and he says hey guys I had some thoughts on who Fulcrum might be after watching Out of Darkness. My first thought was Bail Organa, but I don't know if that's too obvious. And does it line up with what we know so far? How long has the Ghost crew been getting intel from him? Did Fulcrum first reach out after Droids in Distress? Because at the end of that episode, Bail wanted R2's report on his new friends. Mm. That implies that Bail has not met these people before. Then I had the thought, what if Obi-Wan is Fulcrum? Presumably he's staying on Tatooine, so we'd have to have someone else drop those crates off for him. Hmm. But what if he's coordinating several different rebel cells throughout the galaxy, gathering information from one cell and passing it on to another to, uh, to take some strategic action? Then no one cell has all the information. This kind of setup is implied by Hera's dialogue with Sabine uh, in the episode. Uh, it doesn't necessarily mean Obi-Wan is orchestrating things, but it would be cool if that were the case.
0: Hmm. Then
1: again, if someone were to ever trace the transmissions to Obi Wan, it would lead to the Empire. It lead the Empire to Tatooine and Luke. So I don't know if Obi Wan would want to expose Luke to that kind of risk. So my third idea is that it's someone we haven't met before. It doesn't necessarily have to be a oh it was so and so the whole time moment when Fulcrum is revealed. It could also be someone we haven't met on screen, like Garmbel Iblis, who was one of the founders of the Rebel Alliance in Legends. Curious to hear what you think about these ideas. Uh, may the force be with you, Matt Marks. So I, 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 I like the idea that Obi Wan could have something to do with it. Yeah, I do. Um, uh, I, I'm doubtful that Obi Wan has anything to do with it, but I like the idea. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm leaning more towards uh, his last uh, idea, which is which is that it's somebody that we haven't necessarily met before on screen. Mm-hmm. It may be a character from the expanded universe. Uh, Garbelle Iblis would be a great character for them to pull, um, and and we know that they've done stuff like that, uh, or they're planning to do stuff like that within you know sort of the expanded universe, uh, the newer expanded universe stuff that's coming out as well as Rebels and and maybe even in the movies. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. I, that makes sense to me. That sounds. That sounds close. Uh, this idea that it could be Ahsoka is also interesting, but uh, but you know what? Uh, time's gonna tell. We're we're just gonna have to have to yeah. sit back and wait and see, right?
0: Well, I I like, like you said the the, the Obi Wan is kind of intriguing, but we kind of did see him in holograph or hologram form, right? So it's not like he's necessarily hiding hiding from Kanan. Yeah. Uh. So. I don't know about that but and then my first guess was has been Bale organa but um matt marks talks about how he kind of makes it seem like he's just now getting to know these these rebels so um, yeah yeah so there, i mean there's tons of theories out there but it's like none of them have this like really solid sticking power so uh, the rebels crew is the writers and everybody are doing a good job of keeping us guessing so uh, but Absolutely. definitely some good stuff, though. Thanks, Matt Marks and, and Justin and, and Walter and Kyle for uh, continuing to uh, interact with, with us on the Rebels podcast. So keep it coming, guys. Uh, next week, Mike, uh, as we finish out, I guess, as far as we know, uh, we're going to finish out this season, or at least this first half, with the second part to this called Gathering Forces. And Canaan okay. and Ezra tried to protect an Imperial deserter by distracting the Imperial forces, but it results in a confrontation. Quite a shit. Ezra, nav computers offline. The chopper down, I need you to fix it.
1: Not exactly my specialty.
0: Well, make it your specialty
1: and make it fast this
0: shit becomes a real ghost. Yes, Mike. That's what we're going to be getting next week. Hopefully that sounds like it's picking up right where we left off, uh, mm-hmm. crazy dog fight, so I'm really looking forward to that. In fact, I might even watch that when we're done here cuz I have it <laughs> waiting for me on my Disney XD Apple TV. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's going to do it for this week, Mike. Anything else before we head out?
1: No, that is it. Uh, thank you guys for listening this week. And uh, as always, you can stay up to date with all the latest and greatest in Star Wars Rebels news by heading over to RebelsPodcast.com where Tim will keep you up to date uh, with everything Star yes. Wars Rebels you need to know. Uh, you can also uh, stay in touch by heading to Facebook.com slash and uh, and by following us on on Twitter at Rebels Podcast, yes. um, and uh, and we love to hear from you guys, uh, just as uh, as as Matt did uh, w- with his email today, and you can do that by sending your emails to the Rebels Podcast at gmail.com. Uh, but that's it for us this week. We will catch you guys next week for uh, what we think is the mid season finale, Gathering Forces. Yes. Thanks for listening. See you next week. Thank you.